0: Great is the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just continue in our worship this morning as we look into the word and reflect, uh, continue to again reflect on that phrase, uh, great is the Lord, great is the Lord, great are you Lord, great are you Lord. Um, All right. Last Sunday, we finished our series on Habakkuk, um, and uh, I think uh, you can safely say that, uh, uh, you know, you can be proud to have gone through a series on Habakkuk because most churches you'll go to, they'll never do a series on books like Habakkuk, but we did. So, so be proud of that. Of that. Um, but we're starting a brand new series uh, this morning, and we're going to be uh, spending the entire month of July, five Sundays, on a series um, that I've titled Time for DTR. Who knows what DTR is? Define the Relationship Talk. Right? Who's ever had a DTR in their lives? Yeah. Mike's looking at it like, and like, I've had it, but I was like, I've never had it. <laughs> um, but if I were to ask a question, what is the most difficult thing in our life? What is the single most difficult thing in our, at least one of them, one of the greatest, one of the most difficult things in our lives? Um, I think most of us would, uh, without hesitation, say, I know that I would, um, is what? Relationships. It's the relationships in our lives. People quit uh, work because of relationships. People quit Marriage uh, because of relationship issues. People quit uh, sometimes school because of relationships. People quit churches because of relationships. People quit their faith even at times because of relationships. And relationship um, definitely one of the most if not the most difficult thing um, in our lives for us to navigate wisely and in a way that pleases god and that brings satisfaction uh, to our our, ourselves as well so what through uh, what we're going to do throughout this month is we're going to be uh, looking at different types of relationships we have in our lives okay and we're going to be looking to the bible to find their uh, similar counterparts and see what we can uh, what kind of biblical insights we can glean from these uh, stories in the Bible and to apply them into our lives, you know, how we navigate uh, these different relationships. And today, if we're, uh, to start us off, we're going to be looking at our relationship with God, okay, our relationship with God. Now, you may think, oh, I don't know what that's about. I don't need a sermon on this. But uh, I think... Uh, actually most of us are not sure about what kind of a relationship we have with god and this is uh, the best place to start a series on relationships because all other relationships in our lives are not only informed but defined by our relationship with god that is to say who do we worship who is the greatest priority in our lives and everything else naturally will be defined by that relationship so we're going to start by looking at a relationship with god and for that I thought it would be best for us to look at someone in the Bible who is known to have been very close and intimate with God. Can anybody take a guess as to who? Hmm? David. Yeah, David. Who else? Who else but David? You know, Acts 13.22 uh, says this. After removing Saul, he made David uh, their king. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, son, uh, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. This is uh, God telling Uh, Samuel, uh, 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 I have found David, man after my own heart. There's no one else in the Bible who is described this way. A man after my own heart. And he goes on to say, he will do everything that I want him to do. Okay, despite all of his faults and weaknesses, David, only David in the Bible was defined described by God himself as somebody who was a person, a man after God's own heart. And so I think it's only appropriate that we look at David and see what kind of a relationship he had with God and see what we can take away from that. right, so uh, let's read Psalm 23 together. This is a very famous, uh, if not the most famous Bible verse uh, chapter in the entire uh, Bible, from the entire Bible, okay, Um, probably after John Um, uh, 3.16. But uh, Psalm 23, let's uh, recite this together, okay, let's recite this together, Um, the entire Psalm. Only six verses, not too long, so we're going to read this together right now in unison. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this time. And as you look into this beautiful and well-known and a very, very familiar psalm of David, I pray that you bring fresh conviction and insight and knowledge of your truth into our hearts, into our minds, and into our lives this morning. Help us to be fully available to you this morning as your spirit moves in this place according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Psalm 23, what a beautiful psalm. How many of you are moved just by reading the psalm right now? I almost don't want to continue speaking right now and just stop right there. Um, 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 But, you know, we do want to look at it a little bit and see what kind of practical things we can uh, gain from this beloved psalm Uh, right off the bat immediately david defines his relationship with god by declaring that he the lord is his his uh, shepherd and that he himself uh you know obviously is a sheep under his care as a result. And we can, of course, make the immediate connection to what Jesus Christ declared about himself in John chapter 10, right? John chapter 10 and 11. Jesus says, I am the good... Shepherd, right? So uh, Jesus, uh, David says, "Lord is my shepherd." And we fast forward to New Testament. Uh, Jesus, God incarnate, He Himself says, declares of Himself that I am the good shepherd. And so Jesus, God, is our shepherd, and we, He's our good shepherd, and that we belong to Him. And then He goes on uh, to describe His uh, relationship with God. Now, the first thing that I want to say is that uh, we can notice is that David had an intensely personal relationship with god okay david had a uh, what's going on i i got it i got it Laura. i got yeah okay we're like fighting here with uh, with the remote here david had an intensely personal relationship with god yeah you know um that's to say our relationship with god is personal some of you are hearing this and i'm like i knew that i knew that and i'm telling you right now no you don't no you don't okay uh, david had an intensely personal relationship with god first of all Look at the psalm. Okay, Look at the psalm and see how many first-person pronouns there are. Look, at, look how many first-person personal pronouns there are. Uh, let's go back to the verse real quick. Okay, So with that in mind, don't look at anything else. Just count how many first-person pronouns there are. The Lord is my shepherd. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Did you ever realize that? How many? I actually stopped counting. I didn't write down how many there were. But Every line is filled with this personal, intense personal connection uh, to God. I, my, me, and and of course, you know, we're not. We're not. We, this is not uh, this uh, me, 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 self-centered type of uh, expression here. This is expressing his intensely personal connection and intimacy with God. Now. This is very important for us to realize because a lot of us say that we are Christians, we are followers of Jesus Christ, but we actually don't have that type of intimacy with God. This is, this is I think is detrimental to our faith. You know, we, we go through life, we go through our faith saying that we are Christians, we believe in God, but it is such an impersonal relationship, not a personal relationship. There's a very big difference between knowing a celebrity versus having a relationship with the celebrity, right? But it, just looking at my own life, our own lives, we get we we can get very easily fooled into thinking that I have a some sort of intimate connection to celebrities we see in TVs and movies, right? How many of you have ever felt that before? I know a lot of people, kids, go through it in their teen years. Right? Um, and, but even, even when we're older, and that's why you get stalkers. That's why you get people who get so completely obsessed and thinking they are, I have a very close connection with them, and, and to a point where they'll they sometimes go and murder them out of jealousy because they feel like they can't have that person for themselves. We see them so often on TVs, we see them so often in movies and media, online, and, and you know, we, but we actually don't know them. And I could even know a lot about a certain celebrity, right? We just, uh, I don't know how many of you follow NBA. Like, I'm a very casual follower of NBA, you know, um, I just of, of all sports. Just, like, very casual. If you ask me all these stats, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I just follow enough to have, you know, conversations with people um, you know that NBA free agency just went nuts this past week, right? All these crazy moving of players and just insane like surprises and things like that. And you're reading all these columns, and, and, and I'm, I'm watching um, all these uh, 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 reports and, and short clips of what's happening. People are like losing their minds about wow you know paul george went to oklahoma and you know uh but you know that's a play for something else they like they're get, i think they're gonna try to get him to come to la next year and and like i'm losing like half of you right now and uh, uh anyway so all these things happening people are constantly talking about all these players you know la just signed lonzo but any laker fan here okay nobody okay just one kevin all right oh that's right i see you wearing lakers hat. okay um but um Okay, uh, you know, everyone's going crazy, and, and, and I, sometimes you, you begin to think that you actually know them. You begin to say things like, can you believe what he did? I don't think he'll do it, and I, I think he will do it, I think she will do it, I think. And we begin to think that I know this person. But none of us, you know, and, and that's why these celebrities, famous people, they get annoyed, right? And then when, when they reach a certain point, and they'll, they'll you know, come out and say, uh, you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know what I went through. You don't know what I have to deal with. And they'll come out and say, you guys actually don't have a relationship with me. And then we realize, oh, actually, I don't. I don't know this person. I don't have a relationship with this person. And whenever I talk about them, the proper way to talk about these famous people, no matter how closely I feel like I'm connected to them, it it should be, I heard that he said this i heard him say this i heard uh, somebody else say this say about this person my friend knows the guy who works for so and so and he said that she is likely to do this it's it's a roundabout sort of connection to these people right but we sometimes get fooled into thinking that we know them very closely we are bombarded we're we're flooded with things of the church things of our faith you come to church and you see the lyrics of the praise songs on the screen you 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 you, you see the Bible and you maybe, maybe, maybe you even subscribe to uh, some podcast and you listen. Maybe you even read uh, Christian fictions. Maybe you uh, sing praise songs on your own time. But that isn't to say that you necessarily have a connection, deep, intimate, and personal connection with God. Maybe you know a lot about God, but you may not necessarily have that deep, personal, intimate connection with God. Do you know how many Psalms there are? In the book of Psalms, total, 150. Do you know how many of the 150 Psalms that David wrote? 73 of them. 73 of them. That's like saying you have a collection of love letters to one person. So let's say, you know, let's say I'm a celebrity, right? And then I have 150 fan, le- fan letters that I've received this past month alone. Wow, that'd be pretty interesting okay but let's say out of 150 letters that i have received from my fans 73 of them are from one person one person one person Think about that, okay? Now, I just talked about celebrities and stalkers. And and so that would cause me a great concern, obviously, right? But this, we're not talking about that type of connection here, right? We're talking about God and a a person. God and David who has a very intimate connection with God through experience. Not just knowing something about. Because you read through some, you read the rest of the 73 psalms that he has written. It's not talking about God because he had heard someone talk about him. But all these psalms overflow, come out out of his own, what, experiences with God, having walked with God, having been in deserts, having been in wildernesses, having been on the, the, the peak of the mountains, having been in, in, in good places, enjoying God's presence, having been in places where he was struggling to find reasons to live, having been in places where he had to pretend to be insane and foaming at the mouth, faking, so that he would not be killed. Having been through all those places and experienced God walking with him, he is able to say, my God, my God, He is with me. So we can safely say that David had a very, very intimate personal relationship with God. And he could write the psalm. many of us know more about god than we actually experience god so what does it mean to have a personal relationship where david having such a relationship was called a man after god's own heart what does it mean to have a personal relationship heart to heart personal intimate real experience okay Uh, but what i really want to say about what it means to have a personal relationship and this is going to be foundational for all our um, uh, talks sermons uh, throughout this month okay is that it's really all about communication okay can you just repeat that word with me communication communication relationship is all about communication it doesn't matter what kind of relationship you have Okay, whether it is with a celebrity or with your spouse, your friend, your, your children, your student, your teacher, your coworkers, your neighbors, your manager, your whoever, it is all about communication. When you have a relationship with someone, that means you have an ongoing communication with them. Okay, so don't forget that that's going to be key this entire month. Okay? Now, whenever somebody uh, says they know someone, right, and you're like, oh, do you really? You know the best way to test that? Okay, is to ask them to give you their phone and see if they have their, their, their number, right, their contact information, and that's not enough. And see if you can have them call them up right on the spot and see if the other person will pick up and actually able to carry in a conversation or, or see if it's a very awkward conversation. Oh, hey, oh, and they have to explain, remember me, Bobo, we met there, okay. Uh, then you know that there is no relationship there. Okay? They may know each other. I may claim to know. You know I have so many phone numbers on my phone. You know, every year I have to go through and delete a bunch of numbers. right? Um, and, and it's because I meet people in different places. And as you, as you I'm sure, you know, when, you, when you go to different meetings and even at churches and, and different uh, functions, you, go to, you always get all these numbers, change numbers. But that doesn't mean that you necessarily have an ongoing relationship with them. And every year I have to go through and, uh, and I have to trim my contact info. Uh, the, the database, right uh, so many of us are very some of us are very proud of the fact that we have like hundreds and hundreds of Facebook friends, right but I know for a fact probably half of them you have no relationship with you know maybe even more than that right because there 's no ongoing communication as we continue our series on relationships this month. Communication will be mentioned almost every week, if not every weekend, because that is going to be foundational uh, for uh, what it means to have an intimate relationship, what it means to have a healthy relationship. So how do we communicate with God? How did David communicate with God? And how can we emulate that? How can we learn from his example? I want to make this as practical as possible for everybody, including myself. And so I'm going to speak from my own experience and how I communicate with God um, and uh, in order to do that, I had to uh, categorize certain things, and, and, and I really don't like artificial divisions, you know, uh, with things concerning um, God and our faith and things like that. But it, it does help us uh, 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 to, to see exactly which area we can improve on and grow and, and things like that. So, so that is what I'm going to do. And, and, and the, the three things that I'm going to share right now, uh, most spiritual disciplines are going to be a combination of three of these things somehow. Okay, most spiritual disciplines that we practice in our faith are going to be a combination of these things. And uh, I actually did a whole series on this. Does anybody remember? Three Ps. We did a whole series on getting fit. Okay, uh, Spiritually. And we talked about this. And, 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 and there were uh, different things in there. But the three of the um, uh, spiritual disciplines we talked about, uh, I, I named them three P's, uh, parchment, uh, parchment for scripture. Because I, I had to force it to make it three P's so we could remember, right? Okay. So how many of you remember this? Yeah? Okay, some of you. Good. All right. You get a candy from me after. <laughs> okay. Three P's. First one is parchment for scripture. Second one is prayer. All right. And third one is Praise. For me personally, these three things have been so important for me in my spiritual walk and my spiritual growth. Uh, More than, you know, things like fasting, uh, because you can't fast every day. You will go see the Lord very quickly if you do that. All right? So that's uh, sometimes I do that, and that's very helpful. But... These three things are uh, absolutely essential and it is, it is the core to our, all our spiritual disciplines. And like I said, it's a combination of all the different types of spiritual disciplines we do are a combination of these things. Okay, uh, Parchment, reading of the scripture, reading of the word of God, spending time meditating, reflecting on that. And prayer, where we, commun- where we talk with God, where we talk to him and where we take time to listen to him and praise. Um, How many of you were uh, really blessed just this morning uh, when we were praising? Uh, Some of us, some of us, because some of you are like, "Mm, eh," you know. Um, But praise for me personally, this is something that is so important for me. I understand. Even these three things... Each person is going to connect to them on a different level. Some of you will be more uh, uh, inclined to uh, reading of the scripture. And that's the main source of your. Some of you uh, are going to be more into prayer. And that's how you really connect with God. And some of us, like myself, okay, and like my wife, you know, we, uh, praise is a very important aspect of our spiritual uh, journey. And, And And all these three things have to come together in order to connect with God and have an ongoing, consistent communication. Okay? And praise, you know, because reading a scripture, sometimes I feel like it can be very cerebral a lot of times. Okay, uh, for, and if you have uh, that tendency, especially, okay, uh, so so you know, reading of the scripture, especially you know, if you went to seminary or if you have any sort of that type of former study and background in in scripture and things like that, it can be very cerebral. It's really hard for um, seminarians to detach themselves. You know, what does this, oh, what translation am I reading? Oh, this doesn't sound right. I'm gonna look at all these different translations and see what the original word was. And and you can get kind of cerebral, and you can get you obviously can get blessed that way too, understand a little more. But and, and there is. Definitely strengthen understanding scripture uh, uh, in that way. But also, prayer is important. But prayer sometimes also is, you know, it can just be uh, a monologue, right? How many of your prayers are like that? Think about that. It's you don't set aside any time for God to speak back to you. Or you don't even start out by saying, God, you talk first. How many of you do that? How many of you do that? I start most of the time, I start out by saying, God, these are my list of griefs and issues. And, and my wants and desires and wish list, and here it is. okay. And then tell me what you have to say about that. That's how most of our prayers go, right? But, but very few of us start out by saying, with, with silence, saying, God, speak to me, and then I will respond in humility, right? And then praise, uh, for me... Um, And I've said this, and I'm very open about this, that I can be a very emotional person. And and I found out, you know, why I'm getting more and more emotional as I get older. It's because I'm getting older. Did you know that men, as we get older, we have decreasing levels of what? Which hormone? Testosterone. But increasing production of? estrogen or is it increasing or is just that testosterone, testosterone level goes down and so we and then woman it's the opposite right um and so as we get older those of us in, in 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 who are married you know guys we have to we have to listen to our wives because they can you know beat us down you know <laughs> and we'll just sit there and cry about it you know <laughs> um uh, not that it's the other way around when we're younger man that could go totally uh misinterpreted okay there uh, that's not what i mean but uh but but you know that's just, you know, just to, like, laugh about it. But do you understand that we're all emotional beings, right? Regard Even the most heartless person, they have emotional component to who they are, right? And I have experienced in my life that things that I can't really experience uh, by reading the scripture or even through times of prayer, sometimes, a lot of times, that it is during time of praise, time of worship, incorporated into music. I know that not everyone is musical, okay? But it, it is through that. But I know that most everyone, most everyone enjoys music, right? It is that time where we can connect with God mysteriously at an emotional level i don't know if you've ever had those experiences you know why do we spend uh, time doing this you know in the beginning of the service throughout the service and to close out the service it's not just because we're given a manual when we go to seminary these are the things you have to do in service no that's not why there's a reason why we sing together There's a reason why we worship in this manner that we do it. Because music helps us to connect emotionally to God. Things that sometimes you cannot explain with words, you just feel it. You can just feel that God is with you. You can just feel that God is convicting you of certain sin. You can just feel and know that God is speaking to you. You can just feel and know that God is walking with you at this moment. And these three things, you know, the, the scripture and the time spent with the Lord, actually verbally talking with him and listening to him and and emotionally connecting with God through praise, these things have to come together and they have to become the core of our spiritual disciplines and how we practice our spiritual discipline. And this is how we communicate and, and with God and you look at David's life and He did all three of these things. He talks about the word word not departing from his mouth and 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 reflecting on the word of god and and that's how you will remain uh connected to the lord and be blessed and and he talks about prayer and just intimately connecting with god and praise you read the psalms i mean he wrote like i said half of all of the psalms and all the praises and all the all the words of you know and and when i say praise i am actually including uh, some of the things um that that are not necessarily just praise as in god you are great god you are great but even you know david uh, sang about his despair david sang about him feeling like god is not answering him and god is silent And, and and all of those things he was emotionally able to communicate with god he didn't deny his emotions he didn't say, I'm not going to look at this because it's unholy. No, he said, these emotions, the things that I'm feeling, pain and suffering and, and sense of injustice. And we went through this with habakkuk You know, all of this, he connected with God on an emotional level by singing and by by um, uh, writing out these beautiful, beautiful poems and, and, and songs and, and uh, uh, playing them on his um, on his instruments. And so these three P's are very important for us in communicating with God. These are actual tools that we are supposed to use like a cell phone that has been given to you. Somebody gives you a phone. I give my kids a phone. Call me when you have a problem, okay? Or email, you know, you can write me anytime with using this email account. Okay? These are tools that we have been given in order to communicate with God, and I know that these are very, very basic things. But the fact is that many of us, too many of us, do not practice these basic spiritual disciplines, these th- core disciplines. And we, we go on and complaining and whining about, why isn't God answering me? Why is God not active in my life? How, why do I feel so far from God? You know, and, and, and what I'm saying is, um, one, of, one of my friends um, in college uh, when I was going through some dark times in college, you know, um, uh, uh, you know she, she, was, she asked me uh, the, the first thing, and I was really annoyed by this at first, but, um, you know, I was having my faith issues and all this stuff, and the first question she asked me was, how's your walk with god how's your walk with god and i was like man you're such a holy roller, um and and i don't want to hear that and of course you know we have to be sensitive to what people are going through in different times but at that point at that moment in my life that is exactly what i did need to hear and when i i was annoyed initially but i went back and i thought about huh, am i praying no i actually haven't been praying am i spending time in the word no i'm not um am i going to church yeah, of course do I still consider myself a believer? Yeah, of course, I'm a Christian. Am I, am I, am I spending time in praise and worshiping? God? No, I was not. Even as I was serving in the church. My personal life lacked all three of these things. And, 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 and I questioned why is my faith uh, having a difficult time doesn 't mean that this is going to solve everything, but that is the first place you will look when you go to the doctor, we just had our brakes, all four brakes replaced in our minivan you know the mechanic uh, he 's awesome m- amazing mechanic and and he called me and he was on the like phone with me for like 20 minutes like who does that right but he was trying to like make sure like he exhausted all options because he said we can do this expensive option of replacing the brake booster but that is very rare uh, and uh, very expensive and what we want to do is to see and 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 can see narrow down to the the cheapest cheapest way to address the problem and see if they're all fixing that's why i want i want all your history that's why i want to know your driving habits and all what mechanic does that right they will just call you yeah your brake booster is out and they'll charge you thousands of dollars for it and it's not thousands of dollars but they will charge you a lot of money for it right Instead of you know having issues with with these grand things of life and philosophical questions and and, and even even things things of like injustice and all these things, I want to uh, propose this to all of us and say. Stop, pause for a moment, and see if your basic relationship with God at the core is functioning at all. If you are reading the word, if you are in prayer. I'm not talking about your three times a day meal prayer. I'm talking about genuinely spending time with the Lord. And actually spending time and listening to the Lord. If you are in fact praising God. If you are in fact spending time emotionally connecting with God in that way. Complain all you want about churches, but you know what? If you're not walking with the Lord and communicating, then I am frankly tired of hearing everyone's complaints about the church. Because if you're not connecting with God, why do you think there's a problem in the church? Take a selfie and look at that picture. (laughs) Communication, communication. And here's the last thing that I'll say as we close. Uh, our relationship with God isn't uh, an intellectual exercise, but it is life. It is real life. It, it isn't uh, just something that we think about, but it's something that we do. Now, I'm going to actually give us a time right now to uh, break up in pairs and whatnot to talk about this briefly. But look at this psalm, um, and, and you see that, you know, he's, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful psalm. It's a beautiful poetry. But he's talking about real life i don't know if you can catch that in this psalm he's talking about real life situations and our relationship with god it actually affects how we think behave and process different stages and circumstances we found ourselves in life my marriage status affects how i behave outside of marriage do you understand that my relationship with uh, my friends affects my relationship with other friends. My relationship with you as your pastor affects my behavior, how what decisions I make. My relationship with my children affects my behavior. Our relationship with God affects everything that we do and say and, and how we live our life. We cannot separate the truth of our relationship with God from our life. You know what we call that? There's a word for that. Do you know what the word To describe that kind of divorce from truth and life, it's called hypocrisy. That's what it is. So what I would like for us to do as we close is actually to get in pairs um, uh, or three people or whatever. uh, Is to look at this psalm uh, and look at uh, all the different situations mentioned okay um and and see how david's relationship got with god affected how he went through or he's about to or he's expecting to uh go through and endure certain t- times in his life okay that is to say i want you to look at the psalm again together and where do you see yourself right now in this psalm are you by the waters and 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 that's where you 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 feel like you're good and, and man praise the lord for that or are you in a place where you feel like you're walking through the valley of shadow of death is that where you find yourself in or are you finding yourself in a in a maybe you don't see it in this and but you're exhausted and when you read uh that that god leads me to quiet waters i need to be there i need god to lead me in that to that place and then i'm going to show you this picture um is it in there oh there you go okay These are all the different words mentioned in this psalm alone, okay? And I want you to look at all these different words and see what you are responding to, okay? just think about where you find yourself in life right now, in light of this psalm. Which situation and and, and, uh, which of these words are are speaking to you in relation to where you feel like you are uh, finding yourself in, in your life, Okay? And to close that up, uh, think about the three Ps and how you feel that God is speaking to you right now to better connect with God. Okay, is it? Do I need to grow in my reading of Scripture? Like you're good at praying and, and I, I, you know, I've definitely been in those places in my life. I'm just like I love singing, I love music, and I love. Ah, but man, I don't read scripture. I'm like, all oh, about connecting with God in that time, you know. That's dysfunctional. That's lopsided. You need to grow in scripture reading as well. Sometimes we're very cerebral. And man, I love the word. It's like intellectually, it's like completely satisfying my hunger. But you know what? If that's not combined with prayer, healthy prayer life, and even emotionally connecting with God, you're going to be just a, a very dry academic, uh, no, uh, you know, real life difference uh, as far as how you live your life okay um uh, and so right now maybe you find yourself and after hearing this message you, you realize okay i need to grow in this area maybe maybe it's all three areas you have zero the only time you connect with god i'm sorry to say is maybe when you come to church on sundays and that barely if that is you okay i'm not saying that's fine but that's okay To be where you are right now. But as a believer, we need to be growing in these areas. And I understand there's so many other areas we need to grow and communicate with God. Okay. Uh, But this, I'm just highlighting these as the core, core of how we communicate with God. And then we can talk about other things. All right. So uh, let's uh, break up into uh, uh, just twos or threes and then just share